going on, everybody? I am Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report Direct Message for today, June 30th, 2021. That means it's my mom's birthday. Happy birthday, mom. I know you're having a good day. I know you got the flowers. I know you're having lunch with a friend and I will FaceTime you in a little bit. For everybody else, uh, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, tap the notification bell. And yes, yesterday in the last couple of days, I've commented on how many of you said that you didn't see the Trump video in the feed. I saw even more comments on that yesterday. Of course, the surefire way to always get our videos is to subscribe to rubenreport.locals.com. You get push notifications. We don't manipulate the feed in any way. We got ad-free stuff over there and live video and live chat and a whole bunch of other stuff. And uh, today, because I wanted to give my guys an extended uh, long weekend for July 4th, uh, after we tape this show, we're taping our Q&A for tomorrow. Normally we do a Q&A every Thursday, but I'm not gonna be taping shows tomorrow and Friday, so my guys can all have, and, and myself actually, I've got some family here, uh, still hanging over from my uh, birthday party last weekend uh, so that we can all have a nice four day weekend and celebrate America and be with family and barbecue and do the fireworks and all that good stuff. So anyway, so we are taping tomorrow's Q&A today. So if you would like to submit a question and perhaps I will answer it, you can go to rubenreport.locals.com, submit your question right there and uh, we'll be taping that in about an hour or so. We got three stories for you today. We had about five that were on the docket that were all possibilities. I said, guys, let's whittle it down. And that's exactly what we've done. Uh, first off, you know this woman, uh, Ilhan Omar, she's from the Hamas caucus. That's the wing of the Democratic Party uh, that doesn't like the Jews. Well, she's like sort of the main don't like the Jew lady. And I don't like her and it has nothing to do with her being black and it has nothing to do with her being Muslim. I just don't like her. She has horrible policies and I think she's a genuinely bad actor in American politics and she's making the situation, our ability to talk to each other uh, significantly worse. Uh, so she was on Jake Tapper's show and yesterday I talked about how nobody's really watching Jake Tapper since Trump is gone. The Tapper's numbers have bottomed out. But occasionally, sometimes, something happens on this show that does go viral. And Ilhan Omar was on there and Jake Tapper asked her uh, about uh, some of her previous anti-Semitic comments. And she doubled down yet again. So we're going to play that. Uh, then there was uh, a video a couple days ago, one of the White House press conferences, where Jen I call her Jen Psaki, but my guys keep saying, Dave, just call her Jen Saki. That's the name, not sake like the Japanese drink. It's Jen Saki. I'll see what I can do on that. Well, she basically, she's just gaslighting America. I mean, her endless lies and, and conflation of issues and confusing of things and everything else. Well, she basically said that it's the Republicans who want to defund the police, that some would say it's the Republicans who are calling for defunding the police. So we're going to show you that video, and then we're going to show you a compilation of Democrats calling for defunding the police because she's a liar and we've got to call out the liars. Uh, and then finally, remember Barack Obama? He was the president for eight years before the orange man. Uh, we played a video a couple days ago. Was that last week, I believe, where he's suddenly, uh, he's very concerned that the Republicans are focusing on critical race theory. And that's not something we should really be focused on. We should be focused on climate change. Well, now this week, he's very concerned that Republicans are all suffering from misinformation, that conservative media is confusing people, places like YouTube are making you think scary things, uh, which is sort of ironic because, you know, four years of Trump's a Russian asset, 
all the other lies, Brett Kavanaugh's a racist, the Covington kids, Jesse Smollett, blah, blah, blah. None of a problem with that kind of misinformation, but misinformation that might empower you to think freely and just not be a, a slave on the Democrat plantation, he doesn't like that. So we're gonna talk about all that. And before I get to it, I wanna to talk to you guys about Bambi. You know, when you're running a business, HR issues can kill you. Wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations, the list goes on and on. And HR managers' salaries aren't cheap at an average of 70,000 bucks a year. Bambi, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, -E, was specifically created for small business. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance, all for just $99 a month. With Bambi, you can train transform HR from your biggest liability to your greatest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. From onboarding to terminations, they customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees day-to-day, -day, all for just $99 a month, month to month, no hidden fees, cancel anytime. If you're like me, then I bet you didn't start your business because you wanted to spend all your time on HR compliance. That is absolutely true. Let Bambi help get your free HR audit today. Go to Bambi.com slash Ruben right now to get your free, free HR audit. That's Bambi.com slash Ruben, spelled BAM to the B-E-E.com slash Ruben. And now back to me. Okay, three stories for you. Let's start with Ilhan Omar. So I wanna be very, 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 very clear about what I'm about to say about Ilhan Omar. I do not care that she's black. I do not care that she's Muslim. Irrelevant. I don't care about immutable characteristics. I don't care about what anyone's private beliefs are. I don't care about anyone's skin color, all of those things. Irrelevant to me. I care about people's thoughts, and this woman consistently, consistently spews out anti-Semitic nonsense. Now, you, not, you guys know that I don't like accusing people of being anti-Semites or racists or homophobes or anything else. We've, we've used all of these words, unfortunately, uh, in such a uh, egregious way that usually it means nothing. Usually, when someone gets called a racist on Twitter, or in mainstream media, that usually means they're not racist. It means they're just not a progressive, right? They're just not woke. Ilhan Omar actually is a racist. She has an obsession with Jews and Israel, an absolute obsession. There's only one country on earth that she wants to boycott. It's the obscenely tiny little place that's the one little Jewish state. While we've talked about this before, there are dozens of uh, Muslim majority states, dozens of Christian majority states. She constantly has odd things to, to say about the Jews and she's an anti-Semite. It, ju it just kinda is. I don't really like saying things like that, but it just kinda is. And now she was on Jake Tapper's show yesterday and he was asking her about a bunch of her anti-Semitic statements, which by the way, over the last couple of years when she's made anti-Semitic statements, uh, Nancy Pelosi has defended her. One time she said something to the effect of, well, uh, Ilhan's not from here, so maybe some of it got lost in translation. Some of, some of her English maybe wasn't quite right. I mean, I think you'll see her English is just fine. Uh, but Jake basically asks her about some of her remarks and then some of her Jewish colleagues in Congress. And just really listen to what she says. And them. In 2019, you said lawmakers uh, support uh, Israel um, because it's, quote, all about the Benjamins, which implies that politicians only support Israel because of money. There was a tweet from uh, 2012 when you said Israel had hypnotized the world. Do you understand why some of your fellow House Democrats, especially Jews, find that language anti-Semitic? 
I have welcomed any time, you know, my colleagues have asked to have a conversation, to, to learn from them, for them to learn from me. I think it's really important for uh, these members to realize that they haven't been partners in injustice. They haven't been, um, you know, equally engaging uh, in seeking justice uh, around the world. And I, and I think, you know, I will continue to, to do that. It is important for me as someone who, who knows what it feels like to experience injustice in ways that many of my colleagues don't, uh, to be uh, a voice in finding, finding accountability, uh, asking for mechanisms for justice for those who are maligned, oppressed, um, and who have had injustice um, done to them. Man, she is just vile. Listening to the double speak uh, and the intentional way she conflates things. So he specifically asked about her her colleagues, especially Jewish Democrats. Her line was, these members haven't been partners in injustice. They haven't been equally engaging in seeking justice around the world. So he's specifically asking about the Jews. That's what she's saying. Now, I'm sure Nancy will say, oh, she didn't understand the question correctly or something like that. And by the way, already Ilhan Omar, little Twitter thread with like one of her half-assed apologies where she said, yes, Jews have marched with Martin Luther King and, and a bunch of nonsense. The apologies are just worthless at this point, right? That's just, it's just a token throwaway, nothing. But what she's really saying there is these members haven't been partners in justice. She's just trying to make everything about Israel, which is exactly what you were, would do if you were solely focused on the Jews. So her answer in a certain way is anti-Semitic in that regard. She's saying they haven't been partners in injustice. They haven't been equally engaging in seeking justice around the world. What she's saying is I don't really like Israel. They've defended Israel. They are bad guys. Ilhan Omar is, is not a good actor. She is not a good actor, and I don't think she is a good American. And by American, I don't mean you have to believe everything that I believe, but Ilhan Omar is an immigrant, a first-generation immigrant from Somalia. She came here from Somalia. Try to imagine Ilhan Omar, or Rashida Tlaib, or AOC, or even Bernie Sanders, for that matter, saying anything positive about America or anything positive about our allies, or going out on the international stage and, and singing the praises of America and talking about all the wonderful things of America. I find her to be particularly nefarious in what she's doing because as a first-generation immigrant, um, you might be a little more appreciative of the country that let you in and, and allowed you to become extraordinarily, disgustingly powerful and influential. You might be appreciative of that, but she's not appreciative of that. And I was thinking about this, and when I was on tour with Jordan Peterson, we went to about 20 different countries all over the globe. And I remember very specifically, like when I was thinking about what kind of jokes I was gonna do in the morning and everything, like I would never go to a country and, and attack that country. Like you can poke fun, I could poke fun at like the food in England isn't the greatest food or everyone's eating fish and chips all day long, blah, blah, blah. Like little things, little cultural things that you can make fun of. But I always wanted to be respectful of the country that I was in. I'm a, I'm a guest in that country. Now, she's a legal citizen here. I'm not saying that she's a guest here. But as someone that came here, that knows how good it is here, that this country has given her so much, she doesn't like this country. And if you think that I'm making that up, I mean, just watch on, watch 
mark my words, although now that I'm saying it out loud, they'll probably do something different. But on every July 4th, on every Labor Day, on every Memorial Day, every Thanksgiving, any day that is about Americans or defending America or our, you know, honoring our freedom and our, and our emancipation, all these things, they barely ever can choke out anything positive about America on Twitter or any messaging that they have. They usually couch it in, you know, we're pretty bad, but you know, we did something. Anyway, Ilhan Omar, look, Jake Tapper, you know, I sort of feel bad for Jake Tapper in a way because as I referenced yesterday, I think Jake Tapper, there is some flicker of something decent there and he was supposed to be the one guy at CNN that was gonna be decent and you could just see it on his face. Like you could just see the misery and, and just that he knows like what CNN has become and you know, he knows he can't push back any further. Otherwise she'll basically turn to him and you're a Jew, ain't you a Jew, Mr. CNN guy? And he happens to be Jewish. I don't really care about that either. Um, but look, her obsession obsessive uh, focus on Israel, her obsessive focus on comparing the United States to terrorist organizations and all of these things. When she wants justice, she actually, when she says justice, she means injustice. And she will never be on the side, I don't think, of, of anything that I think a truly free country will be for. That, that's just a, that's a problem. That's a problem. And unfortunately, uh, we don't have Democrats who are willing to stand up. And this is obviously directly connected to the failure of liberalism. It let in illiberalism. And now you have a Democratic Party where people say like Nancy Pelosi, who wasn't bananas her whole career, and even a guy like Joe Biden wasn't bananas. I, I know some people don't like when I say that, but these people were not radical bananas lunatics. Chuck Schumer was not a radical bananas lunatic, but all of them have been swayed and they've been, um, they've been hypnotized, I would say. She said the, that Israel has hypnotized the world somehow, yeah. Uh, well, I would say that the, the progressive groupthink, the, the brain-numbing nonsense that comes out of the progressives has basically hypnotized all of the Democrats. So nobody says anything about it. So there is a privilege. You know, she's always talking about white privilege. There is a privilege in the United States of America. There's one privilege and it's Democrat privilege because if you are a Democrat, you're allowed to be in blackface like Jimmy Kimmel or like Ralph Northam, the governor of Virginia, or now that there's, now there's this uh, senator in Rhode Island who goes to an all white country club you probably didn't hear that on mainstream media, right? Uh, if you're a Democrat, you have the privilege of, you're allowed to be a racist, you're allowed to say whatever you want about Jews or white people or Christians or anything else, and you get a pass. That is the privilege that we've got in America, and Ilhan Omar is a, is a walking, talking example of Democrat privilege. Um, all right, speaking of Democrats and privilege, because one of those privileges is you can say whatever you want, and the media doesn't really call you out on it. Well, Jen Saki, Saki, right? Saki, not Saki. Saki, more like Saki. Like I'd like another Saki. Warm, please. Uh, Jen Saki, who is the White House, uh, White House press secretary, um, she said the other day that basically Republicans are the one trying to defund the police. This is just pure gaslighting. This is pure nonsense. This is we all know it, but they have no problem saying it. And she kind of smiles when she says it. So this is from a couple days ago, and then we got a great compilation for you. Here's Jen Saki. The thought there basically that somebody, some criminal who has been committing crimes with limited interruption or interference from police for the last couple of weeks or months is going to stop this easy life of crime if they have a summer job. 
Well, I think the president believes that we shouldn't and we shouldn't allow access to guns to those criminals who are currently illegally buying them from some dealers across the country. And part of his announcement is taking steps to do exactly that. But part of his announcement is also ensuring there's specific guidance to uh, communities across the country to ensure that they have funding to get more community police around the country, something that was supported by the American Jobs Plan uh, that was support that was voted into law by Democrats just a couple of months ago. Some might say that the other party was for defunding the police. I'll let others say that, but. Man, I mean, Saki, you are disgusting. You're just a disgusting person because if you believe that the destruction of truth is something that you can do with a smug smile on your face and pretend that it's the Republicans that wanted to defund the police, you're just, you're just awful. Like what else, how else are we supposed to analyze these people, right? Like how else are we supposed to analyze people whose job it is to give us information uh, when they blatantly lie to us. She also, before I show you this compilation of Democrats uh, calling for defunding the police, not Republicans, she said something to the effect of we shouldn't allow guns to people who are illegally getting them. That's what she said. The president doesn't want uh, people who are illegally getting guns to get guns. Uh, do, do you see the flaw in that statement? It's illegal already, but this is what they do with everything. We have laws that if you're a crazy person or a drug addict or a former felon or a series of other things, you can't get guns. And guess what? You're not gonna believe this, guys. People find ways around things. And most people who do mass shootings get the guns illegally, okay? We know that. Uh, by the way, 74 people were shot in Chicago last weekend, six fatally. Uh, did, did that make it to the White House press conference? Did that make it to uh, CNN or WAPO or New York Times or any of these things? 74 people shot. And by the way, I'm willing, we can, I don't know that we'll even find the numbers on this because they probably don't know who did the shooting uh, or at least they probably haven't arrested anybody or very few of the people have been arrested. But I'm gonna guess out of the 74 shot, all of the guns were probably gotten illegally. It's, you, it's not NRA members. It's not people who go about the legal systems that then run around, start shooting people, okay? It's just not, we know that it isn't. There has been no evidence ever of a mass shooting that was done by an NRA member who got their gun legally, okay? So it's just sort of double, it's again, it's the double talk, it's the double speak, it's this 1984 Orwellian double speak, very similar to the Ilhan Omar story that we just covered. They, we, the president believes we shouldn't allow guns to people who are illegally getting them. Yes, they're illegally getting them. We already don't allow it, but people find a way. Life finds a way. Jeff Goldblum, Jurassic Park. Well, anyway, then at the end, she says it's, some might say Republicans are the ones who wanted to defund the police. Okay, Saki, take a look. I am for defunding the police. Yes, I support the defund movement. Why use the word defund? Why use the word defund? And it's like, this is the word that's coming from the street. Many affluent suburb, suburbs have essentially already begun pursuing a defunding of the police in that they fund schools. Not only do we need to disinvest for in police, but we need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. The Minneapolis Police Department is rotten to the root. Defund the police does not mean abolish the police. It means a dramatic reduction in the number of police in our poor communities. Police are terrorizing black and brown communities. The evidence is clear across the country. Those are Democrats, Saki, okay? Those are all Democrats, all calling for defunding the police. I cannot find video anywhere of any Republicans calling for defunding the police. If you think that voting against your bailouts has something to do with defunding the police, I mean, you're, again, you're, you're gaslighting, you're intentionally lying to the American people. Those are all Democrats calling 
we want to take money away from the police. At the end there, I think that was Raphael Warnock, the, uh, the senator from uh, Georgia, and he's basically saying, we don't want to defund them, like get rid of them, we just want to take their money away. Yeah, and then you know what happens? Then they don't have the backing, putting aside that you defunding the police, you take money away, you take resources away from them, well then there's probably gonna be less of them, there'll be less patrols and everything else. He says, oh, well then they're gonna go into you know certain places uh, and economically depressed areas and blah, blah, blah. You know, when they do studies time after time, those people generally want more police. They want less crime, okay? That's not to defend every police action. Everyone knows that. I don't think I need to say that at this point. But when you defund the police and then you don't get the cities backing the police, more crime comes in. You guys all the know, know the numbers. New York, LA, San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, everywhere that there is a progressive mayor, there is an increase in crime right now, there is an increase in homicide, there's an increase in homelessness, there's an increase in drug use. Do you not think that these things are connected? They might sorta be connected in some way. So. Saki, you're a liar, you're a liar. And I don't know why it's left for me to call you a liar. I wish somebody else would call you out in the mainstream, but I know you guys got those people in your pockets because of, say it with me everybody, Democrat privilege. And speaking of Democrat privilege, uh, you guys may re remember Barack Obama. He was the president uh, for eight years before Donald Trump. I actually voted for Obama twice. I completely regret it and you should. <laughs> judge me accordingly, uh, but I was a Democrat. I was a progressive, I was a lefty. I suppose I was brainwashed at some level. That's actually what my whole political story is about. The whole reason that so many of you guys dig what I do because I was honest about my political evolution and I truly regret voting for Obama. I think the country would be in very different shape if McCain had won the first time around or even if Romney had won the second time around. I have no love for Romney, by the way. Uh, I think he's basically just a pet Republican, but it probably would have been better than Obama, uh, because Obama loves this sort of double speak stuff too. Uh, but right now, uh, Obama's been talking about misinformation. And uh, he doesn't like misinformation, although what he means by misinformation is stuff that goes against the narrative that he likes. We've got some quotes here from CNN. Former President Barack Obama said Tuesday that the rise in misinformation that led to the January 6th insurrection was apparent during his administration, but the speed and prevalence with which misinformation has increased in recent years worries him and should worry everyone. The guardrails I thought were in place around many of our democratic institutions really depend on the two parties agreeing to those ground rules and that one of them right now doesn't seem as committed to them as in previous generations. That worries me, Obama said, and I think we should all be worried. One of the perpetrators of that, not the originator of it, but somebody who surfed that for their own advantage was my successor, Donald Trump, he said. And we saw how powerful the constellation of conservative media outlets, talk radio, and then ultimately all of this gets turbocharged with social media, how powerful that is. Now, first off, there's so much here because if you remember when Obama, remember hope and change and everybody was like drinking ecstasy all day long when Obama was running the first time around and everything was amazing and wonderful and spectacular, there were a gajillion 
I think that's a, a scientific term. I think I'm getting it right in the amount. There were a gajillion articles written how Obama and the Obama machine had leveraged social media to get his message out there and kids were on Instagram and Facebook campaigns and it was exciting and new ways of sharing information. It was all wonderful. So it's wonderful when they do it. Then when Trump supporters, a couple years later, start sharing memes online and doing funny videos of Trump and putting his head on a dancing man and all of the other stuff that happened. Then they're sharing misinformation. They're supercharging scary stuff. Okay. So first off, that's just like a general part of it. When they do it, right? It's good. It's fun. It's great. We write articles about how wonderful it is. A new generation figuring out how to spread information. When the bad guys do it, it's evil and we must figure out a way to stop it. Okay, fine. Um, now, of course, what, what Obama really is saying there is that People are talking, and they're talking about things that he doesn't like, right? They're talking about how wokeness is bad. They're talking about how critical race theory is bad. He doesn't want people to be able to push back when the media pushes a hoax. The very fine people on both sides thing, that was a complete hoax when they said Trump said that because the sentence before was, I completely condemn the neo-Nazis, but you never see that, right? The the Covington kids hoax, as you know, Brett Kavanaugh's a racist. Jesse Smollett was, was uh, attacked by white MAGA supporters while eating a Subway sandwich. The endless amount of stuff that we know that they lie about, if it wasn't for conservative, YouTubers or radio or whatever ability people still have to be online to push back against this, then all of their lies would, in, in, in sort of actuality, they would be the truth because there would be no way to prove that they weren't true. So it would be the totality of everything. So thank God there is some counter thing. This is also the constant obsession that these people have with getting Fox News off the air. They constantly are angry that people are watching Fox News. And it's like, well, why are people watching Fox News? Maybe some people agree with that. Maybe some people would like a counter opinion rather than just the blue and on stuff that CNN and MSNBC are, are sharing with people. So then what do they do? They start campaigning to get rid of Tucker's uh, advertisers, to make sure that no respectable person will go on Fox News or anything else. And ironically, they then drive more traffic to it because then Fox News is the outlier. And, and I think one thing that's, that's good that's happening right now is conservative-leaning people are actually realizing that we gotta build our own stuff, we gotta fight back, we gotta stop listening to these hysterical children. And you know, I was on a... Uh, I was on a YouTube show in Spain today. Uh, Don't Burn This Book came out in Spain a couple weeks ago. It's been number one. It's actually been the number one um, nonfiction book uh, for quite some time now since it came out, which is absolutely great. And, and uh, the host was telling me how Spain is going through so many of the things that we're going through that it just sort of what America, what happens in America basically trickles everywhere else two to three years later. And that actually is getting supercharged by algorithms now. So the two to three year window that they used to have as the buffer is now getting smaller and smaller. Um, but we were talking about sort of my political evolution and that really I just started talking about all of this stuff and that's what woke people up. And that in many ways is what Obama fears. That's what the machine fears, right? Like. What do I tell you guys all the time? You don't have to agree with everything I say here. I actually welcome, you know, in the Ruben Report community, sometimes after the show, people post, you know, Dave, I didn't really agree with that, or I think you missed this point on this, or that or the other thing. And it's like, I love that. I love that exchange. That, that's what it's all about. And by the way, you know, I like correcting myself. 
If we get something wrong factually here, I do it in the middle of the show sometimes. I'm not perfect. I'm one guy. I got two guys in here. We're, we're putting on something that I think is, is slim and trim and worthy, and, and that's why you're watching. Um, but that's what the machine doesn't want, right? So when Obama's talking about misinformation, he doesn't really mean misinformation. He means the stuff that he disagrees with. Because, if, because let's put it this way. If you, if you think, or do you think, that if they had the power, that they would gladly kick all of us off of YouTube or gladly take Fox News out, make sure that Tucker is unable to communicate with people, et cetera, et cetera. And the answer to that is obviously left. yes. So, so the question, as always, for those of us that like plurality, that like freedom, that dig America, that are excited to eat hot dogs on the 4th of July, uh, for those of us that care about all that stuff, what do we do as these people keep encroaching? Because we're not encroaching on them, we just want to be left alone. They're encroaching on us, and we got to figure out how to build stuff. And, uh, and that's where my energies are going to continue to be, and that's why I always appreciate the support, people, because we're in this thing together. Uh, part two of my interview with Christian Angermeyer, really fascinating guy. It's a, it's a little bit of an offshoot from what we normally do around here. We talk all about psychedelics and depression and life extension and some really cool new tech stuff. He's a, he's a really fascinating guy. Thinks about the world in a very cool forward-thinking way, in, in the best sense of forward thinking. Uh, part two is up on YouTube right now. The full episode, of course, is up ad-free at rubenreport.locals.com. Uh, and as I said at the top of the show, uh, tomorrow's Q&A, we're pre-taping it today so that my guys can have a four-day weekend. So if you want to get a question in, you got about an hour uh, before we select the questions, rubenreport.locals.com. And then we're not doing a roundtable on Friday because we are doing the four-day weekend thing. Hope you have a great day, everybody. Mom, happy birthday. I'm going to FaceTime you in a little bit. And uh, thanks for watching, and, and enjoy the fourth, everybody. That, that, well, that, America, it's great, it's wonderful, it's fantastic, we're gonna fight for it. I love you, America. Happy birthday. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget, you can watch my direct messages live on Blaze TV and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And of course, if you want to connect with me personally and get early access to my sit-down interviews, join rubenreport.locals.com.